0: By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of an LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity, serving up a powerful yet gentle clean in just 29 minutes. Making this the sound of savings on the best appliance brands. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get up to 25% off the LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity and reduced wash time. Pricing valid January 5th through January 25th, 2023. Gas director extra. U.S. only. See store online for details.
1: Venture X from Capital
2: One is the travel card for people always asking. Where next? Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 94 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And before Friday, March 25th, if you want to win a pair of tickets to see Jerry Cantrell at Big Night Live in Boston on April 6th, I have got an exclusive way for you to do it. Listen every weekday afternoon to 100FM, The Pike, or at pikefm.com. And every afternoon, I'm giving out text keywords that are worth a pair of tickets and to qualify for the grand prize, a meet and greet with Jerry Cantrell, exclusive access to soundcheck, early entry, and merchandise shopping, and a custom Jerry Cantrell guitar strap. You get five chances to win this week. But if you want an extra chance to win, you got to be listening to the Mistress Carrie podcast. So text the word purple p-u-r-p-l-e text it right now to 68255 and you'll be qualified to win a pair of tickets to see jerry cantrell in concert and you'll be qualified to win the grand prize so text purple to 68255 to enter i also want to put a plug in for home base nation the home base programs podcast home base nation's podcast just launched its new season And they graciously asked me to be the guest. I sat down with retired General Jack Hammond, who I met during my AAF to Afghanistan trip in 2011. And along with producer and host Dr. Ron Hirschberg, we talked about Ukraine. We talked about the pressures of our veterans. And we got to swap some war stories between General Hammond and myself and our time together in the Kabul area. You can find the link to my episode on Homebase Nation's podcast in the blog at MistressCarrie.com. This week, I sat down with an old friend, comedian Paul Mercurio. Paul is a comedian, he's a Broadway star, he's a writer for Stephen Colbert, and he's a podcast host. I first had Paul Mercurio on episode 30 of the Mistress Carrie podcast, which was released in December of 2020 while he was recovering from a pretty severe bout with COVID. And now on episode 94, Paul Mercurio and I talked about his long haul COVID syndrome. How the World is Getting Back to Normal, My Pasta Sauce, Living in the Suburbs, His Vitamin Regiment, Salami Roses, His Dog's Shpinkter, Zombies, Toilet Paper, and so much more. Paul Mercurio is going to be performing stand-up coming up this weekend, March 25th and 26th, at Off Cabot Comedy in Beverly. You'll find the links to the shows in the show notes of this podcast. Paul, who is Italian and originally from Rhode Island and I, well, we have got a lot in common. And if you're looking for some laughs, episode 94 is for you. So allow me to introduce you again to comedian Paul Mercurio.
3: Have the privilege of listening to Mr.
1: Scary. Oh God! Oh yeah!
2: Mr. Mercurio, what's up? What's up, baby? How How are are you? you?
3: I missed you. I missed seeing you. I get to see you through the through the Zoom magic.
2: I know, right? I haven't seen you in a while. You came on the podcast before, yeah, and. Normally, when the world is normal, (laughs) you go out on comedy tours and you're always up in New England probably at least once a year, but you've been kind of hunkered down, not only because of the pandemic, but because you got COVID, and so like you've been stuck in the house.
3: I I got it in 2020. I got it down in Florida. Uh, Nobody's wearing masks. Everybody's walking around thinking like people coming up to me saying this whole thing's a hoax. Don't worry about it. (laughs) This whole thing's a hoax. And I'm like, okay, if I dropped you from a planet and you didn't know that there was a pandemic, you into Palm beach area, you would never know. Like maybe two people, two really old people with a mask. Oh, they got allergies. And that was it. That was it. Right. And so, and so I got it. And then I didn't end up like in the hospital. um, But I, it hit me hard. Like I'm a, I'm what they call a long hauler, you know? So like, I got the loss of taste smell and I got these random shooting pains. And then I got throughout my body. I got, um, I really fatigued. Um, uh, I break into fever every once in a while, but the, but the shooting pains were weird. And like one day, everybody on my father's side of the family dies of a heart attack. So one day I'm in the house and now the whole world's shut down. Right. So like, there's no comedy to do. There's nothing to do. The, I work on the Late Show. That was shut down for a while. Then we were doing shows with Stephen in a closet, basically. And then it was <laughs> that's like what they should have
2: called boom. it: Stephen in a closet tonight <laughs> at eleven thirty-five.
3: It was like him in a broom handle, and it was like, and so I get this pain that starts going across my shoulder and down my arm. Which and you're right in that side. sweet
2: spot of dude age where you're going to just have a heart attack. Yes, and the world yes. is so, a stress ball anyway.
3: Right. So I'm. So I start screaming. I'm having these pains. I'm getting, I'm having a screaming to my wife. I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a damn heart attack. I got to go tell jokes. I got to be joke boy. And now I'm having a heart attack. And then I stopped because I realized if you're having a heart attack, it's probably not a good idea to be screaming about the fact you're having a heart attack. Right. Yeah, you should probably just so, call
2: nine one one and go to the hospital.
3: Exactly. So I basically, so, and, and then it was just like people try to help you when you have COVID, like I had a friend and he's like, Oh, you got COVID. And huh? he goes, yeah, I got a buddy of mine. He, he, he just he got it and He was OK for like three weeks. And then all of a sudden he was just walking to the store and his lung collapsed. I'm like, OK, is this helping me right now? Yeah, like, thanks the, for that vote of
2: confidence, dude.
3: <laughs> what what then he goes to me, oh, you lost just sense of taste and smell. I know another guy. He's had it for a year and a half. Hasn't gotten it back yet. You should be OK, though. I'm like, I'm going to shoot you right in the. Freaking head. Jesus Christ. Well
2: I had you on episode 30 of the Mistress mm. Carrie podcast and that got released in December of 2020. So it oh, just okay. so, so you were like the world still like we didn't know what the hell was going on we were right. going through the first set of holidays where everybody was like don't even think about going to visit your fucking grandparents <laughs> and we were all locked down and you were talking about how sick you got and how you were going to see specialists and all that. And you and I are on opposite ends of COVID because you, like you said, you've had it twice and you're what's called a long hauler where you're still all this time later still suffering and nobody knows why.
3: Well, that's the thing. I'm so glad you said that because you go and it's nothing against the medical community. It's just too early. There's not enough history with this. So you go and these are the conversations. So listen, I I can't taste the smell of the thing, and they have they literally have a clipboard. The doctor have a clipboard. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. And um, I I I'm exhausted all the time. Yeah, and uh, I have no appetite. Yeah, and uh, and you could say anything at that point, like right. of, of every Tuesday, my big toe frogs. has
2: purple yeah. fuzz on it now. Exactly,
3: like right, like every day, like every every other day, frogs crawl out of my ass. Yeah, we've heard that. <laughs> yep, yes, Mister it. And then you go, well, what can we do? And they go, we don't know.
2: We're treating we know the symptoms. Again. That's all we're doing. Yeah.
3: It's all we're doing. So they, so they put me on vitamins. Like I've been taking vitamins for like the last year and a half, like, but nothing really works. Right. And then you get, you get like, you start to get panicky because you're used to a world where you get sick and you go see somebody and they give you something to get better. And this is just, this is when I knew I was screwed. 60 minutes did a piece on COVID long haulers. My doctor in New York was the doctor for the segment. (laughs) And sh- shut up. Exactly. <laughs> and I am looking, and, and I'm sitting there on a Sunday night. I'm like, okay, she's going to say something that she didn't say to me. And she just looks at the guy he goes, why is all this happening? And she goes, we don't know. And I was like, that was all she could say. Yeah. And she got COVID and I go, what do you do? She goes, well, I basically work 18 hours a day. I go home, I'm exhausted. I crawl up into a ball. I sleep and then I go back to work. This is my doctor. Yeah. This is my doctor. So I, so I just was like, it, it just became like maddening, and I and you know I, I, I you know, and then the city got weird, and we you know my my wife and I are both from Rhode Island, so we're like let's just get out of the city because the city got so quiet. It just it seemed like-, like
2: the worst place to get stuck is like in a city that's got these massive buildings that are just packed with thousands of people, and you're trying to socially distance in one of the biggest cities in the world. <laughs> Yeah. And you can,
3: and like, all you can do is go to the market, but the markets even all the, like the markets aren't gigantic. there. like the stop and shop is like here and like I'm New England right there. There, everything's compact. So you're on top of each other, but the city was like, all you heard were sirens all the time. And you're, it's weird, but, and I know this is going to sound strange, but you live in a city that's loud and busy and you start, that stops. You're weird. You're, you, you, you're used to it. You want it. Like I was, I was so like, I was, like, getting up at 6 in the morning and jackhammering just so that I could feel like things were normal again. Like, that's how...
2: I was so happy when COVID really hit that I had never listened to all of my coworkers when I was working in Boston because I commuted from the suburbs. And they're like, I don't know how you spend all that time in the car. Just sell your house in the suburbs and get a condo in the city, and then you could be around... And then when COVID hit, I was like, oh my God, because everybody in the city was just buying up property in the suburbs because they wanted space. And at least I could go outside in my yard with the dog and, and weed my tomato plants and had space where not only could you stay away from everyone, but like people in New York City live in these little itty bitty apartments. There's no way for you to stockpile anything.
3: No. So exactly. so
2: you weren't prepared for shortages on toilet paper no. or anything, no. whereas me, I got a closet that I call the zombie closet <laughs> for a reason, and I had everything, I had masks, bottled water, toilet paper, <laughs> pasta. <laughs>
3: Vodka, like it was all in there ready to go. (laughs) Anal thermometers, whatever man, I had it
2: all. And so (laughs) watching, but like my sister lives in the city and watching the people in the city trying to navigate, not having access to anything. yeah, And a lot of them not even having a vehicle to be able to go someplace where they could get things because they didn't have a car, public transportation's all weird. I was so glad that I never got rid of my house in the suburbs.
3: Oh, I mean, you're. we ended up going up and just staying up in Connecticut for a while just to get out of the city. But like, you know, we were there. It's so funny, though. I Some things started to come back to normal in the city. I started I started to see that things were... Two cab drivers get in a fight over a parking spot, right? And they both get out of the car. And they, they have masks on and they're squaring off, right? And, you know... Typical like blah, 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 they're screaming at each other and they start to throw punches. And one of them you can see realizes, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be social distancing six <laughs> feet. So he backs up, but he keeps swinging his arms and he's he backs up and then he runs at the guy really fast. swings his arm, And he runs back and he runs up. it was like watching two four year olds basically fight where they just sort of flail their arms. At and each you're other. like, like oh,
0: oh,
2: things are getting back to normal.
3: I love it. You know, good. Kill him, please. So I feel like things are normal again. So it just got like, you know, get out of the city, go and like, but then even when I, you know, then I got it again. I got it like a month ago and I've been, I've been like, oh, it's driving me crazy because like I work on the late show. We get tested every day. You know, they really don't want you missing. It's important that you got to be there. And then CBS has been really strict. They have like a 10 day quarantine still when it's five days everywhere else. And and I was like, not going anywhere. Meanwhile, then these friggin' people that are like, they, they, no, they, they go everywhere and they don't get it. like They're licking the subway poles well, and they don't get it.
2: that's me. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's you. where you and I are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Well, I hate
3: you for that. Okay? I was because super
2: <laughs> careful. I was not reckless. Mask wearing, right. socially distancing, really trying to keep my immune system up, resting, like all of that stuff. But I still had traveling to do. So I was getting on airplanes. This was b- before the vaccine. I was still, you know, I was the one at the grocery store. Like I was still trying, I was trying to build my studio and my business and all of this right. stuff. I got exposed multiple times directly. And God. did you not get it? Well, that's the thing. So, so I've been fully vaccinated and boosted now, but I am one of those people that is the enigma on the other end where you got it, you got it twice and you're a long hauler and I have been exposed, never got it, never had any symptoms. And again, they don't know why. So now I heard the researchers are starting to look for people like me because they want to start testing my DNA because they don't understand because basically everyone's resigned to the fact that everybody's gonna get this thing. It's just a matter of having it at a level that the hospitals aren't overrun and that, you know.
3: And and, then a natural immunity starts to build up. You should be selling your DNA because there's something, you're a freak is what you are. Now they say
2: that the last pandemic 100 years ago that 10% of the population was naturally immune. That's what they say.
3: Oh, really? I don't
2: know why I didn't get it. I'm not saying I'm genetically superior, but maybe I should be a Marvel character.
3: (laughs) I think you should.
2: But like (laughs) but there's no explanation why a guy like you is a long hauler. And I can't Uh, have, you know, knock. Yeah. And I stayed off
3: planes. It's funny, like one of the last plane trips I was on up until recently uh, when the whole world shut down March of twenty twenty when they shut down all the sports leagues and everything, it really shut down. I was in Omaha we're headlining at a club there and I'm like, OK, well, these shows are going to get canceled because they just canceled little Life. things like the NBA, the NFL. Major the St.
2: Patrick's Day Parade in right. Boston. <laughs> exactly. That's when you know it's fucked up.
3: It was fucking Irish people are killing themselves. And I they ended up having shows. We had five shows. And they were packed, I think, because people like, well, fuck it. One more weekend. I got to go out. Right. I go to the airport. This is when I got really freaked out because it really hit me like this was a pandemic. I am flying from Omaha, which is a pretty big city, to New York City. There are seven people on the plane. Seven. It was like literally, you know, when they do, you know, when they do. They do that thing where they they do the announcement at the gate. Like if you're, you know, military, you'd be bored. And then if you're first class, there were so few people, and they just wanted to be done with it. It was like uh, military first class. Uh, you, the guy, anybody, we need people. Anybody, just the get guy the with the dog. Come on, get out of the fucking plane. We just we need ballast. You, fat guy, get over here. Right. It is weird
2: <laughs> that we're all gonna. Someone someday is going to say out loud, "Oh, I miss COVID, man. Like I flying was so much easier." <laughs>
3: With every there were seven of us on the plane. We each got to fly the plane for 20 minutes. It was like a ride. It wasn't, it was like, they just let me come into the cockpit and steer a little bit. And so you so you go, okay, well, this is good. I could I literally thought that on the plane. I'm like, this is awesome. I can really stretch out. And then I thought, but there's like a killer disease floating around in this. Like just a couple
2: months ago, I flew to the United Arab Emirates. And I flew oh. from Boston to Abu Dhabi.
3: Oof.
2: And It's, you know, one of those Emirate Airlines, which are all luxury, beautiful, the best food. And this is just in coach. Good food, comfortable seats, good entertainment. There were literally like 30 people on the flight. And it's a massive plane. Yeah. Flying all the way to Abu Dhabi. And it was like, (laughs) I had a whole, like, you know, when you're on a plane and you're like, all right, let me just hope that the person in the middle, because I like to sit in the aisle some people yeah, like I the like, window. I like the aisle because I if, like the window. It seat. So you and I would travel well together. Yeah, I want to be on the aisle in case somebody gets drunk and wants to like charge the cockpit because I'm the one that's going to be the person <laughs> gonna, that, that kicks the see. shit out of you and duct tapes you to the chair. <laughs> I,
3: that's right i
2: wear motorcycle <laughs> riding boots when i fly because i'm ready to get in someone's grill you're not taking this fucking plane down with me on it like i'm gonna Would we
3: be perfect because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be cowering against the window have the headphones on one too many <laughs> like, rum
2: and cokes and you'll be you'll
3: be screaming at me paul you want to help i'm like what i, yeah, what? I, I, uh, huh? I dropped but something
2: Kick them with those big-ass motorcycle <laughs> boots. What?
0: Huh? So you know when you're on the
2: plane and you're like, all right, I hope the person sitting in the middle doesn't come so that at least you right. get that extra seat? Of course, yeah. This was full rows. I was laid out. I put <laughs> same three same. sleeping bags, I mean, three seat belts on me, one on my legs, one on my torso, <laughs> one across my chest just in case, and I slept, and there was nobody around, and I was like, am I really on a plane? And they're flying... <laughs> But the airlines, because all I'm thinking is like they're losing money right now. But they were filling the cargo hold with stuff. That's oh. how all those airlines were making money during COVID. Oh. They were they were filling up the cargo hold with with cargo for oh my businesses. God. By
3: the way, on the flight that flight back that I told you about, they couldn't give. They would they could. They were just constantly feeding me. Like they just kept coming by. <laughs> you want more? You want more? Beer. I'm Got like no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Want more cheese? <laughs> Save it for the next time. The, <laughs> the, you're going to take these Cheez-Its and eat it? You're going to like it, goddammit. it.
2: Would you it like another just... cocktail? And it's like,
3: yes. 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 As many, you know, leave the cart. Yes. Just leave the cart. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so hilarious that you sit on the aisle because you're going to save the world. I that's, think that's awesome. It,
2: you know, it's one of those things. I got stuck in the window seat once and somebody actually, like, got drunk and started picking a fight with the flight attendant. And I was like, I don't like feeling this powerless. And then I got stuck on a cross country flight at the window and I really had to pee. And the two people in the middle and on the aisle both were asleep. Oh,
3: that and sucks. I'm sitting there like, yeah. I got to pee, I
2: got to pee. And I didn't want to like nudge them and make a move. Yeah. So I'm such a control freak that I'm like, I want the aisle. So <laughs> if I need to pee, I can pee. If I need to kick somebody's ass... I, I mean, talk about viral video. Mistress <laughs> Carrie, purple-haired radio DJ from Boston, beats ever-living pulp out of guy that charges cockpit on and commercial flight. And simultaneously
3: saves saves the life of a woman who has a heart attack and does a blood transfusion <laughs> because she has this superhuman DNA.
2: She's a freak, I tell you. I just don't like feeling trapped at the yeah. window. I just See, I, just I love the don't. Window.
3: It's like a cocoon for me. Ugh. got a thing. I got my certain jacket. I got a pillow. I got to lean. I can't sit back. And then my head goes back and my mouth opens and then I'm bobbing my neck the whole time. I need to cocoon. Yeah. That's what I need. And then you get I'm the
2: blanket pl- that you, you know, probably has smallpox that they gave you when you got on board. <laughs> You're does, like yes, covering exactly. your head.
3: That's the blank. Those blankets is what's actually caused uh, COVID. It wasn't the thing from Wuhan. It yeah. was the blanket. <laughs> it's, it's, and then, oh, the other thing is through this now, you were stuck inside. We were all stuck inside for a long time. Yeah. I was losing my fucking mind. Like I started doing work around the house and then fixing stuff. And this is when I realized how bored I got, how like my life was just like over. I had ordered a special set of like stainless steel screws that I needed. I started tracking the screws on Amazon <laughs> to see when they were going to come. I <laughs> swear. What that. has my life become? I can't ask my wife. I get the fear of like, I'm like, Portland? What the fuck are these screws doing in Portland? They should be here by now. I'm like, just like, I was just like.
2: See, I started a company. I built a studio. I launched my podcast. Like, I was into it. I read. I started looking for every trashy vampire book series. I started reading to try and lower my Sicilian stress level. So I have now read. I can say definitely that i have read every r-rated vampire romance novel that has ever been printed in english i read them all i'm like and then i'm like critiquing them i'm like the sex was way better in the last series like this this vampire sex sucks compared to the last book
3: <laughs> you've got to go like wait a minute i gotta get outside or something this isn't good right i'll tell you like this is the like, but like here you want to see something hold on i'm just gonna do this like I am I'm taking five sets of vitamins. Right. And then I'm taking this stuff. I'm taking now this um, is for
2: the long hauler stuff, right?
3: This is for the long hauler stuff. I'm taking I'm taking liquid iron, which oh my tastes- God disgusting. Yeah. It tastes like taking, a copper
2: penny, right? It's like, it's, you're Oh looking, my God.
3: Yeah. They put there and they, they flavor it. They call it berry. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it tastes like, like
2: a berry on someone's butthole. That's <laughs> exactly it like. It was like,
3: it was like, you're, you're sucking on somebody's ass who <laughs> just had <have> strawberries basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm taking this liquid complex B complex. So if you ever thought, Hmm, what would it be like to drink antifreeze and then have it go through your system? This is fucking it. You look like you're pissing antifreeze and oh it's supposed to be good for you. It, it comes out as yellow as like a, a lemon. Okay. And I'm taking this and then I'm taking these um, I'm taking all these vitamins. I'm oh taking, my large- God. I don't even know how to pronounce this one. D3. You got to take D3. A lot of that zinc, vitamin C, Uh, no, that's cocaine. I'm for something else. It's like, I'm taking so much shit and you know what? It does none of it, none of it helps.
2: Oh my God.
3: I'll tell you the one thing I liked about it though, was you had to like just socially distance and I can't fucking stand people anymore. Like in my, I have an elevator building in New York. And I hate getting on elevators with people because I don't like to make small talk. I don't have it in me. I can't chit chat. I don't like, I can't, I can't do it. You're in
2: the wrong business. You know, you talk literally for a living, right? I know, but that's why I don't <laughs> want to talk when I don't have to talk.
3: <laughs> and I like, I actually said to somebody one day, I was thinking like, if you poisoned me and I had to get to like the 11th floor in the elevator to get the antidote. And then somebody I get on the elevator and then someone got on the elevator and was going to go up with me. I would get off the elevator and die in the lobby before I went and got the antidote. That's how much I hate being on an elevator with people that have to chit You know what's I so crazy see- about
2: people that live in New York, too? Because, like, I I don't want to live in the city. I love the cities. Like I, I love going in there. I love the nightlife, the convenience, the restaurants, the, the culture, all of it. But yeah. then I want to be able to go home. And I yeah. love New Yorkers who are like, oh, I live in a walk-up. And you're like, like, you're a step up because you're like, I live in an elevator building. And then there's the people that are like, oh, well, I have a doorman in an elevator building. And then I have this. And it's like, oh, pardon me. Like, you're walk up. And- wait a minute. Wait, I'm not bragging that I have an elevator. No but, it's, you you want? Don't, I- no, but it's just, you can't just say I live in a building. You're like, I live in an elevator building. No, but I'm... Wait, wait. And shut up! <laughs> it's such a New York thing. No, but the whole point
3: is, like, I had this—I have this thing with these elevators because they're a big part of my life.
2: i, I got to say that I live in the building. I'm not saying I'm rich or anything. I'm just saying, yeah. But then, if private. you're like trying to avoid the gaze, and then that's the person you're going to get stuck in there with for 18 hours. <laughs> And, and, like, then you're going to have to make small talk and, like, share mints with this person you've never wanted to talk to that lives. Like me, we have cocktail fucking mixers in the front yard with the people in my neighborhood. Like, I know all my neighbors. I was making gi- – you'll love this because you're a ginzo. I was making giant pots of tomato sauce during COVID. And I, yeah. and I jar it, right? I boil the jars so it'll last forever. And I would go around, like, some kind of weird – you know, Easter bunny and leave <laughs> jars of my homemade sauce in the mailboxes of my neighbors because I was so bored that I was like cooking. You don't even want to look your neighbors in the eye. I'm making them sauce. No,
3: I I'm a, don't be on the elevator and have like a heart attack or need CPR. I'm not your guy. I'm going to be like, well, oh, hold on. I got a call. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. I can't. What? Okay. No, I'm not. I, you no, I, I don't, cause I, I don't know if it's the city or if it's my personality. I grew up in Providence. I'm not I like a New York. I mean, I got my whole family still in Rhode Island. My mother, everybody's up there. I just don't have it in me to like do the chit chat thing. I would rather just blow my brains out. So <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> I'm on a text
2: I'm- thread with all my neighbors, all, all of them. Yeah, and And dude. somebody will go, hey. Check out this picture of the bobcat that was just in my backyard. And everybody's like, Ooh, ooh look at the bobcat. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, like, yeah. Hey, did you guys, so the other night I'm walking my dog at two 30 in the morning and this giant fucking porcupine pops out from underneath one of the trees in my yard. And I'm on the text thread. I got to tell all the neighbors, Hey guys, look out for the giant porcupine. Like, we're, we might as well all live together. We're like constantly talking to okay, each other, if you walking put me the on dogs. That t- if
3: you put me on that text thread, I would come and key, I would key your fucking car. I would fucking, I would leave a flaming bag of shit on your step. <laughs> that was, that's like the last thing that I want. I don't, oh my God, that would kill me. I'm, I would just want to live in the woods alone. I just want to live in the woods. Well, be always. careful
2: because there's porcupines and fucking bobcats was, running I was around. I would love to visit my- And I you don't want to have a neighbor to tell about it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is what i also realized that i had to assimilate back into society because i uh i went to best eat to get my mother coffee she likes coffee and muffins so i go to get her a coffee and i get in the, go through the drive through this is in north providence and i uh i say uh, i want a cranberry muffin and a large uh coffee uh with cream and uh okay a large iced coffee no a hot coffee okay large coffee. Do you want, uh, you want any milk or cream in that? Yeah. I'd like some cream in that please. Okay. So you want a, a large iced coffee, no cream, no, a large, I'm not making this up a large hot coffee with cream. Okay. Large hot coffee. Got it. You want that black? I go, no. You want something in it. I go, yes. Anything that's white, just put anything that's white. And I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, Please don't have the guy be black. Please don't have him be oh black. Oh my
2: God. And fucking guy's black. That was <laughs>
3: just like. You always I make gotta...
2: everything so awkward.
3: I know. I know. I like, go down I to should...
2: North Carolina because that's where my husband's stationed out of because he's in the Marines. And down, I go to dunks. There's like four Dunkin' Donuts in like the whole state. So I'm like, oh, I got to find the dunks. I got the app. I need to. And I go there and I'm like, can I have a large regular? And they're like, regular what? <laughs> And I'm like, well, at home, regular means cream and sugar. The, uh, right. Or, you know, I go down there and order iced coffee and it's like January, which P.S. in North Carolina, it's still like 60 degrees. And, and I'm like, can I have group. an iced coffee? And they're like, you know, it's January, right? I'm like, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna drink this in a snowdrift when I go home to Boston.
3: <laughs> yeah, I decided to come without my mother to order the coffee, so just fucking make it, okay? <laughs> You and I would be good together if we went on the road. We, we, you, would either we'd probably get in a lot of trouble, but we would kick a lot of ass. Or you yeah. would, and I'd be like cowering in the. Well, pool. yeah, because I'd be on
2: the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you make
3: you make jars of sauce like some like Italian wop like little very jams fairy, fairy I, t-
2: I make my own applesauce i make my i grow cucumbers and make my own pickles how do you do all this and do all the other stuff this is what doing? i do to keep from killing people paul <laughs> this is what i do i go in the kitchen and i and i jar things and i grow things and i cook things and then sometimes i make charcuterie boards just because. I, you got to see some of the charcuterie boards I've made. Really? Oh, you want to talk salted meats and cheeses, my friend?
3: You're yeah, the, yeah, the queen?
2: Giant platters of them with, like, finger foods and crackers and breads and jams. And you just
3: do you just, like, drive to a mall and walk around just with, like, just handing it to no, people? No, I'll make one people? for the
2: dumbest thing. Like, I, my college roommate and I are still friends after, cool. like, 30, whatever. And she lives like 20 minutes from me. And so in the middle of COVID, she was like, I got to get out of the fucking house. And I was like, okay, I got a back porch. We could be outside. We can social distance. We're going to be super responsible. We'll have cocktails and we'll just catch up. It'll be great. So I made a charcuterie board that had a moat down the middle.
3: So you so the germs weren't. So
2: this half is mine and that half is yours and we sat on the back deck and drank and just ate off of this charcuterie board with a demilitarized zone down the middle. And, <laughs> I, and like, she shows up and she goes, are we are you having a party?" And I was like, what do you mean?" And she goes, who's gonna eat all this? And I was like, me and you, that's the challenge <laughs> right. Are you ready? Yeah.
3: I'm Italian. This is how we fucking roll, okay? Yeah. You're going to eat every... Got- you're- then you're going to eat the board. When I done, learned how to make board.
2: roses out of salami slices. Oh, my God. So I make these charcuterie boards with these... But, wait, blue- how do, but salami gets all, like, floppy. How do you That's get... That's why. You, you take a glass. How do you get your salami erect? That's my question. <laughs> no, you don't. You get the glass and you fold the salami halfway over the lip of the mug and or the glass and you just keep layering it and then you take it and like Yahtzee cup, you go Hunk, and stick it upside down on the thing and pull it up and it looks like a rose. TikTok, man, I learned so much on TikTok during you, COVID. You should be marketing salami, what do you call
3: them? Salami. So, a salami
2: rose, yeah. A salami and salami. then I started making them with prosciutto. I think you need harder. to change your
3: name from Mister Carrie, Mistress Carrie to salami rose. <laughs> I'm like Martha Stewart
2: without my best friend being Snoop Dogg. Like, I've started doing all of this stuff, and it's like I'm there making these salami roses and, like, breadsticks and, like, grapes and cherry tomatoes with my homegrown basil with a little toothpick with a little flag on it. I have gone full domestic goddess. Because what else are you supposed to do for two years when you're locked in the friggin' house? I, at least well, I have you, a garden. I was growing everything. That's
3: well. You could track screws on Amazon. That's a good way to kind. Of I would make rather make salami
2: time. roses,
3: Paul. I was I was literally like in the market, and I spent 15 minutes. And I know this, you're going to scream at me, but like, <laughs> well, pizzerias. I spent 15, almost 20 minutes deciding, trying to measure the different frozen frozen pizzas to see which would be the thickest crust and then decide what I wanted for topping. This was in the middle of the pandemic because you couldn't even get a friggin pizza without. Why like would you not go
2: business. home and make your own? You're Italian. You can't eat frozen pizza. You live in New York. I will. I cause I, 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 can't I, you I just prefer- call somebody and they just bring a slice to your house. Isn't that what living in New York is like? Well, not in the middle of the pandemic. Nobody wanted to come near you.
3: You would have to go down. You'd have down to go down the
2: elevator, get... make small talk with the
3: neighbors. I mean, then, you, then there's a hazmat suit you have to get into. You have to walk outside like a monster. You have, to, you have these claws you have to pick it up with. It was exhausting. It was exhausting.
2: <laughs> we had um, completely different pandemics. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like we did. We both By the lived way, my through. My wife
3: is laughing at my, the, she's laughing in the background. She can't even hear your part of it. She's <laughs> laughing at this.
2: <laughs> we but had Carol. the most polar opposite pandemics that two we, people could have.
3: Carol, I want to teach you how to uh, miss. Carrie's going to teach you how to make uh, salami <laughs> roses. <laughs> this, is my, this is my wife, Carol.
2: Hi. Let's... I'm telling you, it's so easy and they're just. She's.
3: She's like the Martha Stewart of her neighborhood, and she makes all she makes she makes sauce, or we call it gravy, and then bottles it. And in the middle of the night, in her like uh, footy pajamas, she leaves it in people's mailboxes, like some like like crazy. You should fairy see me God at Christmas.
2: Matter. So at Christmas, I put a Santa hat on.
3: <laughs> of course you do. And
2: I wear Christmas pajamas, and I deliver. I make those anise cookies with the frosting, with the little oh. nonpareils. And I go to all the neighbors and I bring them anise cookies.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm going to have, don't show her. I'm going to surprise. I'm going to send you something that I think you'll like. Those are good. Then I'll come to your house for that. Dude, mine are the best. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm just going to come to your house and eat all the food and then leave.
2: Don't make any small talk with any of the neighbors. Don't be human at all.
3: No, you'll have it up, up upstairs. I'll be in the basement. I'll come up. I'll grab like a bag. I'll throw stuff in the bag, and I'll go downstairs <laughs> like a like a mass murderer hiding from the cops. I don't do That's a lot a-
2: of things well, but those Anna's cookies, ugh. and I make them like I make like forty, fifty dozen at Christmas those time. Those
3: are great because those are like those that that is ugh. any time of day food. You so can have that in the morning with a cup of coffee, or coffee or oh. and then like after dinner uh, during sex, you know, like George Costanza, you know, just a little something, you know, Carol knows they get hungry in the middle of it. You got to take uh, a
2: knee sometimes and carb up. You need a little boost of sugar. So you got a little tray of, you know, a little biscotti on the bedside table.
3: (laughs) It's exactly what I say. You're like a fly in our bedroom. I'm like, Carol, this is going to benefit you more than it's going to benefit me. Hold on. I got a chicken parm at the door. (laughs) Someone just dropped it off. (laughs) Oh my god! So you, uh. you
2: and I have like polar opposite. Freaking the last two years, yes. And we've been saying, well, eventually concerts will come back, which has been the big thing for me is working in yeah. rock radio and stuff that the con that the bands are able to go back out on the road. And for you, you're a traveling comic. Like you haven't been able to go anywhere, and you're starting to book shows.
3: Yeah, I started. I, yes, I because I got because. It was already dicey to do it, to, to, to go in the clubs. Because if you think about it, they tell you the the way you transmit COVID is you're talking. Well, think about what happens at a comedy club. It's talking exponentially to like the 10th power because it's laughing and cheer and stuff's coming out of you. And that's how it's just droplets
2: everywhere. Out. Oh,
3: it's just like a rain of just garbage. I'm like, just, <laughs> just, just the worst part of every human being coming and I'm going to spray it on you. And then I'm going to go home and pretend that I didn't do anything wrong. So I'm like, I'm not going to go in the clubs again, so I stop. I just stopped. and then I got it by second time, and I'm like, at this point, you know what? I don't give a shit if I get syphilis, if I get fucking <sighs> polio. Get me out of this house! You could take my legs off. I can't do this anymore. My wife can't do it. My dog finds me annoying. She wants you. Well, now a that the look.
2: screws arrived, what else do you have to do? Okay, my dog. There was
3: three stages with my dog. Our, da- our dog Daisy was literally like wow this is weird you're home all the time and then it was like oh my god you're home all the time and then like after like two weeks of me the dog was literally like are you still fucking here really because you're really annoying the Can shit you out of me like, even leave the dog would like literally gets up when i walk into a room the dog gets up and walks into another room i swear to god <laughs> carol am i right yes See? she's just yeah, saying she that does. to
2: shut you up she's like no I she disagree. really does i'm, the, I'm not
3: I'm not that she, she's walking right by me right now. That's Daisy right there. And uh, uh, there she goes. I don't know if you can see her. There she is. Aw. See, her. I have a and camera
2: so, just for Wednesday. When I do cocktails in the war room, I just I have a camera at the Pug Cam just for her. Oh,
3: so great. So I basically started to book shows again. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be in the Boston area. I'm going to be uh, March 25th and 26th at this Off Cabot Comedy uh, Theater, which is a new venue for comedy. So yeah, and I it's felt in Beverly. like at this point, yeah, it's in Beverly, Mass, and uh, it's supposed to be a really great town. I have, I mean, I like, I grew up in New England, but I haven't been to Beverly. I've been up in and around a lot. of Well, it's places. up
2: around Salem, so it's yeah. kind of got that old New Englandy kind of spooky vibe up there. It's a really cool place.
3: Yeah. So I'll go in, I'll find a couple of waspy Irish people and, you know, crash their house and go, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? My name's Paul. You got any, you got any uh, salami roses in this fucking joint or what? <laughs> and and uh, you call yourself Bostonites. And uh, so now, yeah, so I'm, I'm on the road, you know, uh, that I'm going to be in. Uh, I'm going to be at Mohegan Sun in June. I'm going to be in Michigan in May at the uh, Royal Oak uh, the, uh, Theater out there. So I just decided, you know what? It's just good. I got to go like I can't I can't I mean, I, I got it twice. What can ha- what else can happen at this point? I'm just going to be perpetually tired. And I, you know, and I got too much shit that I want to talk about that I got. That's like I'm in, I'm just
2: it's so crazy to like. Like, I went to the gas station the other day because I'm in Massachusetts and we You know, there's a dunk. So you go and get your coffee, you get gas, you get lottery tickets. Like, it's just what you do up here. And the the plexi partitions were gone.
0: Yeah, right.
2: And I was like, oh my God.
3: I know. At the gym, the same thing. I, I mean, it's like, and it's like, for a minute I was like, And then there's some times when I'm still wearing my mask and I'm like, well, shit, I don't need to wear the mask in the shower anymore. Like, I was showering with a mask on. I was just so fucking freaked out about this thing. (laughs) So it's like... It's
2: weird to do things normally that you would have taken for granted three years ago. And it's just like, I went to a concert and it was like... And the guy in the row in front of me was just passing a joint to strangers. And I was like... What? Yeah, they were just passing (laughs) joints around.
3: You could just, you could see the COVID jumping off of it. And and I was just just like,
2: oh my, like that. I never would have even noticed that before. But I was like, strangers are putting their lips on this joint. They don't even know this person is, but they're watching tools, so they want to be high. Let me tell
3: you something. You want to know how much fucking time in my life I've wasted? starting to fist bump, then handshake, then back to fist bump. and Elbow bump. Elbow I, bump. I have like lost so much time in my life just trying to figure out how to greet somebody. I don't even know how to greet anybody anymore. <laughs> I just give everybody the finger. It's cleaner. It's safer. And we Nobody's- all thought
2: Howie Mandel was crazy. Remember ah. when everybody was like, Howie Mandel's a germaphobe. He's nuts. And then all of a sudden everybody was like, maybe Howie Mandel's not crazy.
3: I went to his hotel room once he was, working in Atlantic city. And he, he, I don't know, somehow got my name about maybe doing some writing with him for something he was doing. So I go and the door opens and there's towels on the floor, like, like a, a trail, like a lane that I had to stay on of towels that you walked on and then you sat on the fucking sofa and you had to sit on the towels and you, I couldn't touch anything. And, and I, I, as I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how the fuck is this guy going to get anybody to work for him? I'm stressed out just walking in and sitting down. How the fuck am I going to work with this guy? I'm going to have to walk around with a sneeze guard under my chin just to talk to the guy. Like, how am I going to work with this guy? He was a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. But it was just like, yeah, okay. I think I'm going to be busy. I can't help you. But like, you're totally right. Like, I, there's just things now. I just want to stop thinking about it. You know, I just want to stop. I just want to be done with it. People used to
2: think that I was crazy for having a zombie closet and having stockpiles of stuff. And I would laugh about it and go, Oh, you know, well, this is on sale. I'm going to buy an extra one. I'll just stick it in the zombie closet. And people were like, you know, zombies aren't real. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not just about zombies, but there could be an emergency.
1: Yes, Especially when exactly. you live in New
2: England, we get all the weather. We get the hot weather, we get the cold weather, we get the hurricanes, we get the snow, right. the ice storms. You got to be ready for this kind of stuff. So right. then all of a sudden, COVID really starts ramping up and my friends are like, what? Well, I, I'm thinking about cleaning out a closet in my house. Like, what What should I start putting in there? And I'm like, oh, all of a sudden the crazy friend ah! isn't so crazy anymore.
3: <laughs> right.
2: You know? Are you, like, and
3: are you... And you don't give him any advice. Figure it out yourself. Fuck you. I'll tell you what. I
2: never ran out of fucking toilet paper. (laughs) Not once. My butthole was clean.
3: I was going to say, are you incontinent? Is everything okay? No, (laughs) but,
2: but everybody would, there was a run on freaking toilet paper. Everybody was panicked about it. I never ran out. Cause I well, had that's some. why when
3: people said to you, "What your shit doesn't stink," you go, "Absolutely right, it doesn't." No, I got, got toilet paper fucking- in the
2: zombie closet. I'm good got, and white. I, I get a lot
3: of fucking toilet paper. We didn't have any room for that in the apartment in New York. That's had, what I
2: mean. Yeah,
3: we had we had a room for like a, a box full of envelopes and like a box of Kleenex. I was wiping my ass with envelopes. A lot of paper cuts. But uh, Hurricane you know, Sandy
2: job. would have freaked me out at that point because yes. because you lost so much power for so long and all of that stuff that like. I never would have been able without some kind of a plan yeah. to be able to stay in the city after Hurricane Sandy because it was just so crazy. Like,
3: yeah. And, and you know, like when I come up to Rhode Island and see everybody, then I kind of go back into like, a, you know, I'm in my car, I'm driving and I like that. And then it's just me being in my car, which is screaming at every asshole who fucking drives. There's, you know, something in that DNA where like, if I'm trying, the minute I put my directional in the guy behind me, has got to speed up. There's something about that. That's why you can't
2: use your directional because you're tipping the fucker off on where you're going. Exactly.
3: See, you can't be nice. This is exactly why you and I need to travel together because (laughs) I, I I need you as my bouncer. Well, now that I don't really
2: have to commute into Boston every day, like I used to for 20 years, I don't Uh, have to yell at anybody. Like I had to do something with all of that pent up anger so, right. like, I had to find a way to, like, channel it and de-stress myself. So, like, I'm so you yelling make
3: char- at charcuterie, charcuterie most, salami roses
2: most. and, <laughs> yeah. You, got,
3: you still have a lot of toilet paper?
2: Uh, no, it's an, it's an acceptable amount. I mean, I'm not hoarding and keeping everyone else from it, but, like, I'm not going to run out anytime soon, you know? I heard
3: the, I heard the Kleenex company called you because they were low <laughs> on inventory.
2: No, you know what? I do have a lot of, though. And people were like, what the hell is that I, I stockpile um, vodka?
3: Oh, it's one of the best
2: fan. things. It's a prepper, like staple because and the cheap stuff, not the good stuff. You want to stockpile Wait, the cheap like the, stuff.
3: Like the pop off the plastic. Bottle yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Because is- you sanitize wounds with it. You can use it to clean stuff. You can Molotov make Molotov cocktails. cocktails out of it and you can trade. <laughs> if somebody needs a drink, man, what do they have that you want? And you're willing to trade for it. And yeah, but vodka, the only thing I,
3: I the only thing I would give you for a bottle of pop off vodka is a rat trap. That was all I would give. And you. Listen, like, if you wanted
2: to get wasted, you'd give me yeah, something if true. you had it.
3: I drank it in high school all the time because yeah. it was cheap as shit. Yep. That and Krabari wine. One time in high school, we like we went out and we got a big giant bottle of Krabari wine, warm. Didn't chill Warm, oh. a big loaf of bread and a hunk of provolone cheese, and drove around, drank, smoked, and ate cheese, provolone cheese, bread, and Krabari wine. That would have and been great with I, a
2: salami rose. <laughs> Where were you when I needed you? I don't know. Were, I'm you sorry. You're,
3: you tease. You're a tease. <laughs> Uh there was like the like anything you could get that would just get you wasted it didn't matter yeah. it didn't matter
2: I used to drink uh-huh. um cheap vodka and remember those Tropicana Twister juices in college mm. it was like gourmet mixed juices that you could get for like 2 bucks at the supermarket and right. rumple mints <laughs> And to this oh. day don't even bring it over here
3: because you'll I you'll see it smell it and throw up I threw yeah. up
2: in a cab Rumpelman's in a cab.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Did you have to buy the cab? No,
2: I (laughs) in my purse. Because I wanted to be polite. I knew it was coming. So it was one of those purses that had multiple pockets. So I took all my stuff out of that pocket and put it in the other pockets. Just put it in one pocket. And (laughs) threw up the Rumpelman's just in one pocket. And then I got out of the cab, tipped the guy and left. And then... (laughs) threw that purse away, obviously, when I got back upstairs. It's so
3: funny. We are so alike, because when I have to take an emergency (laughs) shit, I do it in my backpack, but I do it in the section that I don't use a lot. It's the same thing. (laughs) You literally threw up in a certain pocket in your bag. That is hilarious. (laughs) Psycho. (laughs) My wife is laughing again. Oh, God, I could talk
2: to you all day. I know. So you got two gigs. I'm going to try and come to one of the gigs, because you're going to be in Beverly at off uh, Off Cabot Comedy on March 25th and 26th. Um, you can go to your website, paulmccurio.com, to get the tickets. And I also listed both of the shows up on the event calendar at mistresscarry.com to make it easy for people to find you, too. Awesome.
3: Yeah. I love you. You're so, the best.
2: So the Mistress Carrie freaks will come out and support you.
3: You zombies. Bring toilet paper. Yeah. Please bring toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and salami roses.
2: Look, if, if this comedy club is worth its weight in salt, they will have salami roses when I arrive. <laughs> I want
3: you to change your name to salami rose. <laughs> Oh, welcome. And I'm trying to figure out, like, is that
2: a porn name?
3: (laughs) No, it's a Japanese. You're 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 the one that like, what was the thing? The the Tokyo Rose where she would depress the G.I.s. You're Salami (laughs) Rose. (laughs) You you do it. You make you depress the enemy with your story. My charcuterie.
2: Charcuterie, yeah.
3: p- pasta sauce, pop-off vodka, and puking in a bag stories. Got
2: to survive somehow, man. I wasn't I doing jigsaw puzzles. I had to figure I something out. That's <laughs> what all the I rock stars were doing. They were doing jigsaw puzzles.
3: Really, really? And did that.
2: Like, I talked to Slash. And Mm. he was like, yeah, we did, like, we built, like, Lego sets and, like, jigsaw puzzles. Just imagine Slash, the top hat, the sunglasses, like, putting fucking Legos together at home. That's what he was doing. That's what he told me. Oh, my God. I've been getting some really cool interviews on the podcast because people haven't really had anything else to do but sit around. Yeah. You know? It's been cool. But it's nice that the bands are getting back out on the road now. It's nice that the comics are getting back out on the road You know, the entertainment business has been the one that's been the most, I mean, obviously the healthcare industry, they got affected in a different way where they had too much work. But the entertainment industry, nobody's been able to do anything. So
3: No, we had too much time on our hands, cracking screws and making salami roses and all of that other stuff. But now it's like. I've started to feel like a human being again, which yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or not because I'm not good with people, but we'll see how it works Listen, out. Listen, good luck
2: of- traveling with your fucking carry-on with the 9,000 bottles of vitamins to do these shows. <laughs>
3: I'm going to take my my antifreeze, peeing antifreeze. Please tell too. me you have
2: one of those giant plastic pill sorters like a 90-year-old that you're like, hold on, today's Thursday. I got to take my sink. <laughs>
3: I'm close. I'm close. We have one for our dog because she has a weak sphincter. And uh, she does... So she has to have a certain pill every day. And then my wife has them in a, she has a pill box. The dog's like four, but she's going on fucking 95. You have an entire
2: cabinet in your New York apartment, in your kitchen, that's just vitamin bottles. I
3: know. And you know what? They're not doing any good. (laughs) None of them are helping me, except they make (laughs) me go to the bathroom and pee, really bright yellow antifreeze. That's it. That's all I'm doing. There are some things
2: about you I just don't need to know. Your dog sphincter <laughs> and the color of your urine, those are two I things. Just, I
3: just want you to remember that when you when we end this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
2: I'm glad you're getting out on the road. Like I said, I'm going to yeah. do everything I can to come up and see you because believe all it or not, in great. all the years that we've been friends, we've never actually met in person, which is
3: no, the most
2: <laughs> fucked up thing ever.
3: I know we're so much alike too. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. It's like uh, we have so much in common. Every, if you we, can come, if not, then you know we'll do next time.
2: Because I'm not far when from I Mohegan I, either, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna come. Yeah, Mohegan in and June,
3: you. you know, and uh, and uh, yeah, let's I, or I'll I'll come up to your neighborhood and I'll sit on your back porch and we can eat charcuterie. Yeah, you can watch the
2: bobcat it. and the porcupine, <laughs> and we can text the neighbors together
3: oh that'll be great okay (laughs) why is that guy hanging from your tree he couldn't fucking read another text he
2: hates small talk
3: yeah he'd rather die (laughs) thank you so much miss you see you in person soon i hope
2: there he is comedian paul mercurio if you're looking for paul online you want details on his touring schedule if you want to find his podcast and so much more. All of the links are in the show notes of this podcast. There is also a link to his dates coming up March 25th and 26th at Off Cabot Comedy in Beverly. You'll also find a link to the corresponding playlist for episode 94. Every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast gets its own playlist that is filled with music that normally is the artist that I have on the show and all the music we talked about. But for this one... Well, if you're going to be Italian and eat pasta sauce and salami roses, I created a playlist just for you. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and follow the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, plus every weekday you get the sit rep. The Situation Report is all your rock news, music headlines, and industry info in five minutes. You can check out the official online Mistress Carrie store with new tank tops on the way at MistressCarrie.com. And join me live every Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern on my Facebook page for my video streaming show, Cocktails in the War Room. The Mistress Carrie podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network.
0: By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds?